Yirmiyo chapter 37. The previous chapter was about the writing down of the prophecies of Yirmiyahu by his faithful pupil and scribe, Baruch ben Neria. And now in chapter 37, we focus on the king who comes after, afterwards in the last king, prior to the temple's destruction, who of course is Tzitkiyahu. He was appointed by Bavel. Tzitkiyahu was appointed by Bavel. And Yechania, Knayahu as he's called, was king very briefly. He's in exile in Bavel. And Tzitkiyahu was now the king. And these chapters deal with King Tzitkiyahu and the last attempts by Yirmiyahu to get Tzitkiyahu to mend his ways, to accept the reality of Bavel. And now in chapter 37, by Yishrach, Amelech Tzitkiyahu, et Yechuchar ben Shelemiah, et Tzfanya ben Masoya HaKohen, el Yirmiyahu hanavi leymar, hitparel noa ba'adeinu al Hashem Eloheinu. So, Sikiyahu sends people to Yirmiyahu, asking him to pray, to pray to God for the people, for us. Now, the setting for this request of prayer, Pharaoh had sent an army from Egypt. So, the setting is that the Babylonians who had been besieging Jerusalem, the sieges lifted because from the south we have the Egyptian army advancing. Egypt and Babel are mortal enemies, and Nebuchadnezzar and Babel leave the siege to confront Mitzrayim. So this is a moment, perhaps, when you have a sense, if you're Tzitkiyot, that perhaps things are turning in a different direction. We remember, of course, always, that there was a similar situation back in the time of Chizkiyahu HaMelech, King Chizkiyahu, when the Assyrians had besieged and surrounded the city, threatened to destroy the city. We have the miraculous redemption and salvation in the story of Sancherev, Chizkiyahu prayed to God, and God responding by destroying the Assyrian army. And over here, perhaps, we have a similar hope. Pray to God for us. Maybe we'll have a similar outcome. After all, the Babylonians have left the city. Now, Yirmiyot does not pray to God. In fact, we remember that earlier in the book, three times, God says to Yirmiyot, don't pray for these people. Don't pray for them. And presumably, don't pray for them means there's no point to pray except if they take the first steps of mending their ways. So here we have Sikyo asking Yirmiyo to pray. That does say something about Sikyo. Sikyo was a vacillating and weak character. He's not wholly evil at all. There's a good side to Sikyo. At the end of the day, he doesn't have the courage and the gumption to make the right decisions, and it leads to terrible tragedy and catastrophe. So Yirmiyo is instructed by God to tell the king, the king that requests that you Ludarsheni, that you inquire of me. Maybe Ludarsheni means here to pray, to pray for me. Because he had said, Hit no pray. 
the one who you sent to Darshani, Lidrosh can mean prayer. Has several meanings. But you can tell him that the Babylonians are returning to the city. They've only left temporarily. But at the end of the day, the Babylonians are returning. And whatever happens to the Babylonians in terms of Egypt, it's not going to make a difference. Even if you defeat the entire army of Babel, this verse number 10, no matter what happens in your struggles against the Babylonians, you may think you have an opportunity to defeat them. That doesn't happen. But even if you would defeat them, the surviving army of Babel will destroy the city. And Yermiyahu travels to Eretz Binyamin. After the army of Babel, in verse 11, after they had raised the siege, after they had left because of the Egyptian army that's coming towards them. So what happens is that Yermiyahu leaves, and he's going to Eretz Binyamin. In verse number 12, Rachalek Misham Betolcha'am. Rachalek Betolcha'am. Rachalek is a difficult word. Chalek is a portion. Sometimes the chalek is a piece of land. But he's going to be amongst the people. And we know that. That's not surprising. Yirmiyahu very much, despite all his denunciations and his warnings, very much feels connected to the people. From time to time, he takes their side. He questions God's ways in this book. Here he's going out to be part of the people. However, going out to be part of the people, and he goes to the uh, gate of Binyamin, so he he grabs, he captures Yermio, and he accuses him of leaving Jerusalem to join up with the Babylonians, to join the enemy, to fight on their sides. And Yermio says, in no uncertain terms, Sheker. This is false. I have nothing to do with the Babylonians. But Yeriel refuses to listen to him, brings him to the other princes who are very upset and angry, and they beat Yermiyahu in verse 15, and they put him in a jail, in Beit Ha'esur, Beit Yehonatan Sofer, Kyoto Asur Beit Keller. This is part of a larger narrative that we will encounter. Yermiyahu is a man who will spend a lot of his time perhaps most of his time now, in one jail or another. But there are different kinds of jails. Here the accusation is going out to join the enemy. Untrue. That's the accusation. And they put him in a jail. We notice that there are many words for jail. One word here is bete esur. Asur means to be tied up. Another word that typically used is the word bekele. That is the typical word for a jail. And the third word, we have two more terms in verse 16. Betabar, the house in which there is a pit. Chanuyot is a difficult word. It may mean cells or blocks. And Yermio is there for a long time, imprisoned. And now, in verse 17, we come back to the king. The king sends for Yermio. 
Vayishaleu ha-melech v'etob ba-seiter. And the king inquires of Yirmiyo secretly. Vayomer, ha-yesh davar me-yet Hashem? Do you have a response from God? And Yirmiyo says, yesh. Vayomer b'yad ha-melech b'ovel tinotein. I have a word from God. The word is you're going to be captured by the king of Bavel. And then Yirmiyo says to Tzidkiyahu, what have I done wrong? What have I done wrong? That you put me in jail. Where are all the prophets who prophesied to you things are going to be fine? And now you understand, at this point, things are not going to be fine. The situation is virtually hopeless. And I ask you a favor. Let me make a, a request of you. Let me pray to you, as it were. Don't return me to the house of Yehonatan. Because if you return me to the house of Yehonatan, they had turned that into a jail. Below Amut Sham. If you return me to that place, I will die there. The house of Yehonatan, the jail over there, is the jail in which Yermio feels he will die. Either they'll kill him, or they'll put him in a situation in one of these cells inside the pit where he can't survive. And at this point, in verse 21, which is the last verse of our chapter, the king issues a command, and they move him out of the jail in the house of Yehonatan, and they take him, They put him in a different place called Chatzar HaMatara. That's a term that appears many times in Yermio. The word Matara can have different meanings. Over here it's typically assumed that the word matara is related to the Aramaic word natar, which means to God, lishmar. It would be parallel to what we find in the Torah, in the Joseph story. Joseph's also in jail. We'll come back to Joseph later. And the jail of Joseph, Beta Asurim, which Joseph also calls a pit, a bar. It's also called the Beit Sohar. But it's also called, actually, that chapter, in chapter, of course, 40 of Genesis, it's called the Mishmar, a place where people are watched. Now, the Mishmar in the Joseph story means a place where they're watched temporarily, such as the chief baker and the chief butler. You're going to be put on trial afterwards. Something's going to happen afterwards. It's a holding pen. So, Chatzar HaMatara is a kind of holding pen. It's a jail, but the conditions are much better in the house of Yehonatan, for one thing, we're told that the Chatzara Matara, the Natan lo kikau lechem layom, ofim, that Yermio was given bread, given food to eat. Vayeshev Yermio b'chatzara Matara, and Yermio stays in the holding pen in Chatzara Matara. For our purposes, and the story will continue with the next chapter, the picture of the king is very interesting. He's not like Yehoiakim. Yehoiakim is a fellow who takes the prophecies, takes the book, throws it into the fire. Sitkyo is not that way. Two occasions in this chapter, he asks Yirmiyahu about the connection to God. Pray for me to God. And then he says, what has God said to you? And Yirmiyahu tells him in no uncertain terms what God has said. And Yirmiyahu says to him, what have I done wrong? I've told you the truth. The other prophets have lied to you. I tell you the truth. That's why you called me. 
that you can do me a favor and allow me to survive. Maybe I'll tell you more truths. And the king agrees and takes him out of the house of Yehonatan, which is the death sentence for Yermio, and places him in the prison compound.